In the symphony of shadows, there lies a place where the mysterious takes center stage. Join us as we unravel tales that blur the line between the mainstream and the macabre. <laughs> this is the Trick All Trio. With tonight's special guests, Wicked Makers. What is up? Welcome back to the Trick R Trio, guys. I'm Tyler G. And I'm Savannah. And we've got another very exciting episode for you guys. This is episode one of season two. Are you ready for this, Savannah? I am so ready. But before we get into this episode, we do have some Trick R Trio news that we should probably discuss. So yeah, you guys may notice there is a little something off here. There are only two of us right now. Brick Thunder's not here at the moment. Yeah, so Brick is extremely busy and he had to take a step away. It doesn't mean that he's never going to be on the podcast, but you'll notice that Tyler and I are kind of the captains of the ship here for the most part, but we're still going to be a trio. It's going to be Tyler, myself, and whoever our special guest is. Now, speaking about the special guest, Savannah, you want to go ahead and introduce them today? I would love to. With a passion for all things spooky And a love for Halloween, horror, and animatronic props, our next guests have transformed their channel into a haven of enthusiasts for all ages. Together, they craft imaginative and approachable projects, creating an experience that's not only entertaining, but also suitable for the entire family with their unique blend of creativity and inclusivity. The husband and wife duo bring a delightful energy to their projects, making DIY accessible for everyone. Their goal extends beyond mere entertainment. They aim to inspire teach, and motivate their audience to embrace the world of DIY. Boasting an impressive community of over 650,000 subscribers and amassing over 68 million views, they've become a beacon for those seeking to unleash their creativity. So join us as we dive into their journey, discover their secrets behind their spooky creations, and uncover the magic that makes them a true force in the DIY realm. Get ready to be inspired and entertained, because this episode is about to get wickedly creative with our next guests, Jay and Jamie from Wicked Makers. Stay wicked. (laughs) We have Jay and Jamie, Wicked Makers, here on the podcast. How are you guys doing? Going on. Great. How are you? We are doing awesome. How are you guys doing? We are doing wonderful. Thank you guys so much for cutting time out of your busy schedule to meet with us. We have so much to get into, but uh, first and foremost, just wanted to say thank you very much. Well, thank you for having us. This is fun. Uh, you know, anytime there's like a haunt focused podcast, like it's it's just great. It's good. It's good for everybody. It's good for us. Good for the industry. It's good for yeah. It's great. Glad one you guys the, are doing this. Yeah, one of the reasons we did the podcast is you know I feel like there's so much on the props and this and that, but not really the people behind the scenes or, you know, we only get to know people uh, based off of what they kind of put onto their channel. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we're not going to sit down and put our whole life story out. So it's kind of cool to let people know, you know, who everybody is, what we do, who we are. And uh, I noticed that it also gets them uh, a bit more invested into, into our guests as well. So, Um, but yeah, again, thank you guys so much. So Wicked Makers, you guys have an amazing, amazing uh, YouTube channel. And you also have a really good um, platform with your Patreon where people can get build uh, directions, instructions, something of that nature. Yeah, 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 digital plans. And and we provide a lot of the file, like, you know, if we're like 3D printing stuff, we'll like provide the files and things like that as well. So with you guys doing this, how did you decide like, hey, let's start, a YouTube channel. Like for instance, with me, it was by accident with my YouTube channel. I uploaded something just to show some friends on Facebook. And then I turned around and I had a thousand subscribers and it's like, okay, I guess I need to do another video. It's a happy you know? little accident. There you yeah, go. It was, nice. It was. <laughs> so how, how did you guys get started? Do you want to tell the story? Um, I'll tell part of it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. at the time I was working at a YouTube production company called Rooster Teeth. They produce animation and comedy stuff and they release that on YouTube, but they also have their own like subscription platform. So I was doing all of the marketing for all of their shows. And I was, you know, really, that was my first experience into like behind the scenes of the YouTube world. And And then we went to their Christmas party 
and uh, we were driving home. It was fun. Was it Christmas or New Year's? It, it was Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. It was some big rooster teeth party. And we're driving home, and and it, and we were just having. I just I remember this so distinctly because it was like December thirtieth or something, and we were driving home, and we were like, we could do that. <laughs> like you know how to do marketing stuff, and she's an engineer. And I knew how to do video stuff because of my background in animation and stuff. I'm like, we could combine our powers and like try it. And then like two days later, it was January 2nd. Uh, we, we started the YouTube channel with no plan. We had no, we're just like, we could do it. I don't know. We're going to build something. And, um, and then we started making stuff. We started making videos in the beginning. It was not haunt focused. Uh, right. We just made like woodworking and stuff, you know, stuff we were into at the time. And, yeah, I know. Uh, like one of your earliest videos was a uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons like dice. Yeah, that was our uh, first video. That was our first one. It was a yeah. Dice tower. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, so it was like you know we we were trying to apply like what we knew, and but like everybody else, we had we didn't we didn't know what we didn't know. There's and and you know there's a, there's a big difference between posting a video on YouTube and and then like being super you know you just kind of do it for fun like you said you know and that can work and and that's great and there's something organic and beautiful about just being able to post content um but but compared to what we do now where like every move we make is like ultra surgical and we're like thinking things through a year in advance it's way different it's 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 a lot different but in the beginning it was just for fun it was like let's just do let's just do videos like rooster teeth inspires us so let's make make things did you learn like a lot from them, like analytic wise and stuff like that? Like how to, is that, do you think a big reason why your channel spikes so much? I definitely learned a lot from them from, you know, like thumbnail strategy and titles and, you know, how to keep people's attention and things like that. Um, yeah, definitely learned some from them. Yeah. And, and then also we learned what not to do, <laughs> what we didn't want to do. <laughs> and I don't mean that like they're doing it wrong, but we kind of, right. kind of, kind of from like a, okay, like we see what they're doing that maybe wouldn't work for us. So we kind of yeah, had to do a better. little, yeah. Like what do we want to change? Right. What do we want to do differently? Um, but not gonna lie. I mean, there was a couple of years where we were like, what the heck we, we're, we're trying, this is not working. Like, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it took a long time to like get the hang of it. And then eventually like later that year, so it was January and we posted our first video ever. And, and, and it was, a, it was like beginning of February and then at the end of the year, we did Halloween stuff because we always did it at home. We had a home haunt and we started we're like, oh, cool. We could bang out a few videos on like how to do, you know, like our fence and the skull tiki torches, mm-hmm. you know, like some real. The basic... mummy. I think the mummy was one yeah. of the early ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah the mummy. And um, and those did OK. They didn't do any better than our other videos at the time. Yeah, um, but it was like seasonal content for the people that were already mm-hmm. uh, subscribed or what have you. Yeah, exactly. And then we just kept on that cycle for another year. But what, but what we noticed was the following year, the Halloween videos started doing well again. We're like, oh, wait a second. Like, this is kind of like this evergreen thing where each season, the old videos will pick up again. And that in turn, it's like this incestuous spiral thing where like the old videos pick up, which drives traffic to the new videos and creates this like cycle. And then we were like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Like, let's do more of these. So we did a bunch more Halloween videos, but we still kept doing the woodworking thing, other stuff <laughs> yeah. too. And it wasn't until like three years in where we went, shoot, maybe we should actually focus on something. Yeah, now, looking at looking at your content, you can see where uh, you guys have kind of adapted into into doing. You know, I, I guess you could say full time Halloween. Uh, uh, builds. And that was one piece we were going to get to, but I wanted to kind of rewind a little bit if it's cool with you guys. So mm-hmm. how did you get, you said that you had a, a, a home haunt. How did you guys first decide to get into home haunting? What really inspired you to, to build your own home haunt? Hmm. Let's see. I've been making haunts in my home since I was a kid when we had zero trick or treaters and it was just for the fun of decorating the house. And my my birthday is really close to Halloween. So one year for my birthday, my dad turned our whole garage into like a little walkthrough haunted house. And it was really cool. And we all, they always like helped out with like the school uh, PTA, like haunted houses, things like that. So I kind of grew up doing all the decorating stuff and then um, moved to Southern California for school, went there for um, art. And I um, there was a great haunt scene in SoCal. And then for school, I was uh, 
what I really wanted to do was go into special effects. So I was in that kind of world for a while. And um, so as soon as we had our own house that we could actually decorate, it was like, bang, got to Yeah. Did you, did you guys know about like the Haunter community, community and all that stuff like beforehand? Like when you were doing when you were younger and stuff like that? Did you? Well, I guess it just kind of picked up. but Yeah, I mean, I knew about it, but I was never like involved with them. Yeah, I don't think I knew it existed at all. I think it's one of those things where if someone had pointed it out, I'd been like, oh, yeah, of course that exists. That makes perfect sense. But I had never really thought about it that that much. I just loved making stuff. When did you guys and, first uh, find out about like Transworld and stuff? I think we were on the MHC podcast. But we knew about Transworld before that. It was just like, it. to be honest, we had never even considered going. <laughs> and then we were on their podcast and they were like, hey, yeah, we, we were going, we we're going to MHC and we were on their podcast and they were like, you got to go to Transworld. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> we we're like, okay. <laughs> I, I think I had heard, like, I, I mean, I still get messages to this day where people are like, Transworld is an industry only show. Like, you can't even get into Transworld unless you like own a business and you spend a million dollars a year on haunt stuff. And I'm like, Dude. I think it started like that. I think for yeah. a while it was like that, but the past few years they've lowered the age. Like I think you used to have to be eighteen or something like that yeah, to I get in. They lowered it to sixteen. Now it's ten. It's ten now. Um, yeah. But every year it's just gotten more public and public, which is awesome because there's such a big community behind it. Like people like us. Like when I first started going, I was what seventeen, six, sixteen. I think I wouldn't have been able to go, and right. it's nice that you know now we can. Yeah. So for those, like that was kind of my perception back in the day. And then that, that still persists. Like I still get messages from people who are like, Hey, I'd love to go, but I can't. And I'm like, yes, you can just go read the website. You can go to Transworld mm-hmm. and you should. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we didn't seriously consider going until we were on their podcast and they were like, yeah, go, it's going to be awesome. Now, speaking about like meeting people, how did you guys meet? How did we meet? We met, um, we were both rock climbers and I was looking for someone to go rock climbing with. And so we met, um, our first meeting was at a rock climbing gym and, uh, it was not supposed to be a date, but then it turned into one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's pretty much how it started. And we, we just had like an enormous amount of stuff in common. Uh, we got, we got so lucky uh, meeting each other because we are just like, I, I like to think we're a great team, both both in terms of, you know, we, we have two young kids now, three and six. Like we, we love being parents. Uh, we have very similar like ideas on parenting and just like life. And of course, we love making stuff together and have a lot of similar hobbies. So. Uh, so, yeah, we lucked out. And uh, and the result is Wicked Makers. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so when you guys met, did you guys meet in Texas or was it in Southern California or? Yeah, it was in Southern California. Okay, so I'm actually originally from San Diego. Okay, okay nice. Um, yeah. yeah, born and raised in San Diego. I moved out to Texas in 2016. So when you were talking about the the haunt scene out there, there's definitely a haunt scene out there, but I do feel like it's different in Texas because everything's bigger in Texas, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's more like big houses. Yeah, right. here, yeah. The houses are bigger. There's bigger yards. You can do more with your haunt. Um, yeah. But hands down, Tyler's in in New Jersey. Hands down, that's got to be like the Halloween capital of the world for some reason. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so, there's so is, much is, around here. Is that does that have anything to do with how you got into haunting, Tyler? No, honestly, to, to when I was younger, so there was a home haunt near me years ago. They're I think dead now, um, but I used Whoa, to always dude, go there. Lo- <laughs> it's got real dark. I know. <laughs> Now it's really a haunted house. Um, <laughs> Their commitment was just exactly incredible. Um, but they did like super unique haunts, and this was before like spirit got big and stuff. Like I remember the one I remember vividly was like an Alice in Wonderland themed haunted house that they did one year, which was just like super unique and stuff. But I've just always been into animatronics and theme parks and stuff like that, and I was just always i guess a creative when i was younger and just loved doing stuff myself i loved going to haunted houses so i was like what if i try this at my own house now i lived in an apartment back then so it was a lot harder there was a lot more you know restrictions and stuff but i would hang tarps and stuff like that inside of our apartment building and um eventually started collecting animatronics found out about the community 
And now we eventually moved into a house and I've just got an open landscape where now I keep up most of the haunt all year round because it's that big. It's become massive. Yeah, it's with with Tyler. It's his haunted house is by far like to be a home haunt at his haunt. You know, he has pneumatic props at his home haunt. His theming is ridiculous he had this this scene this year that was a a church steeple and you you walked into this fully built church you would not even remember that you were sitting in somebody's backyard it was that's it was incredible trying to go pro with it though trying to get the funding okay that's awesome yeah well transworld is a great place to to meet people for that and and, definitely you know one one thing that i really enjoyed at transworld not to go on a, a tangent but uh, meeting haunt owners is so cool. And I love hearing their stories and, um, uh, just, just hearing about like, cause they're also different, you know, like, um, like, like Eric up in New Hampshire with his outdoor haunt and, and just like, you know, some, uh, um, you know, some of the different ways people have, uh, created like large, I don't know, like theme park esque like, like attractions, but they're not all just like in a house. Like some of right. them are in a huge warehouse. Some of them are literally outdoors. Some of them are in a cornfield. Like some of them, you know, we, we met a guy who worked with the city and got funding directly from the city to create like a, like a really good uh, haunt because it was like a, a good way to bring, bring kids into the area and like keep them out of trouble and stuff. Like, like everybody has a totally different story. And that's one of the really interesting things about the industry and, 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 you know, and your podcast, frankly, cause you can help tell those stories. Exactly. Definitely. The the real cool thing I, I love about the haunt community, though, is not only do like does everybody have a different type of setup for their haunt, but it seems like everybody is very open and welcoming to sharing like their secrets on how they were able to uh, accomplish some effects that they had. And that's one thing I love about your channel is that you guys really are are what I would consider to be one of the first channels to say hey look not only are we going to show you how to make something incredibly cool but sometimes we can tell it it's just like you know we tried this and it didn't work and it's okay to fail and experiment and going into that like when you guys think of a project is there anything in particular that you you say you know hey we are going to do this 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 and this we by far we'll never use fiber optics again or or something of that you have your do's and don'ts Hmm. Do's and downs. We hate epoxy. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. We hate waiting for stuff to dry. This, so yeah. That, yeah, epo- <laughs> but that's not to do with your stop us from doing something. <laughs> we, we have the worst patients. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, we try and stay away from too much gory stuff. Like if uh, if we can't put it out in the neighborhood and all the kids will be okay with it. Like like so, there's not going to be a lot of blood or you know too realistic of a corpse things like that um we we definitely don't have a hard fast rule to just stay away from stuff other than blood and gore because we are a family friendly we call family friendly horror is what somebody described us as once and i loved it it's perfect because like (laughs) you know you you go to pirates you watch pirates of the caribbean it's filled with zombies and skeletons and they're all stabbing each other and fighting it's like it's like adult themed sort of but there's no blood, there's no gore, there's no guts right. everywhere and stuff like that. Like you can have scary, spooky, fun stuff without needing nasty, like blood everywhere. And, 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 but you know, not to like some people are super into that stuff and that's totally fine. I got nothing. It's just not our thing. Right. So that's right. definitely like one hard, fast rule we have uh, when it comes to project ideas. Um, and then to, to touch on what you said, I think another rule we have is we always try, I call it the 80% rule. Where like whenever we're gonna make something for the channel, there's got to be a big chunk of it we've never done before, or that we don't know how to do, because we want to we want to be experimenting slash learning with you guys as you watch, right? Uh, but it shouldn't be the whole project. It shouldn't be like <laughs> we're just gonna do some crazy stuff we've no, you know and and just have it be a total disaster. Like we want to build something. And be confident we can get to the end, but there should be a significant chunk of it that's like uncharted territory for us. Uh, and that way, you know, we're on the journey together, right? And right, yeah, and it's like a learning experience for you, but also can keep your your viewers engaged to say, yeah. hey, this is something completely new that they they haven't done, you know, yeah. in the last video or the video before. 
I was just going to say for like viewers that want to get into something like this, what kind of like advice advice would you have for them? Just don't be afraid to try stuff like Halloween. I love Halloween props because they're so forgiving. Your your end result, you're going to see it in some dark light and you know, you're not like looking and analyzing it up close. So it's not a fine art piece. It's something that is it's forgiving. So you can have fun with it and you can play with textures and colors and, you know, effects and all sorts of different stuff. And it's, it's just, it's a lot easier to do because you don't have that like pressure to, you know, that where everyone's going to sit there and microanalyze it. Yeah. Yeah. With at our home home, my mom does, she, she travels the country throughout the year. And then October, she usually comes to help with our home haunt. She does a lot of the DIY stuff for me, which she's way more creative than I could ever be, but she'll always say it's supposed her thing. Her, her term is Halloweeny. It's supposed to be Halloweeny. Like, you know, if there's a dent yes. over here or uh-huh. you know, this side was burnt a little more than that, it's supposed to be Halloweeny. Like nobody's going to sit there and go, ah, there's so too much the- spider web on the left side. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And that's a huge, I think that's a really important point. I think, you know, in terms of specific techniques and stuff like that, like, um, I often will point people to like making tombstones is like a great way to, to start on kind of an, like if you've never done like a Halloween build, like that's a pretty cool thing to do. Cause you can, if you're familiar with cutting wood, you can make them out of plywood. If you don't want to cut wood or don't have the tools, you can make them out of XPS insulation foam. And then you just kind of slap some gray paint on it, put a funny thing on the front and you've made a prop like you did it. Good, good job. You know, like it's not hard. It's not complicated. And then you can take that as far as you want. You can study like texture to make it look like stone. You can like carve like really complicated epitaphs. You can carve cracks into it. You can do weathering on it with like moss and lichen. Like you can take it as far as you want. But all you got to do is paint a, a, a rectangle gray and your kids are going to love it, man. It's right. so fun. And, and And it doesn't need to be like this monstrous task that's that's intimidating and overwhelming uh and then yeah on the other side of it like it's supposed to be halloweeny right like you said it's you know in the early days of game development every single room was like this old industrial like like look at old like fps's and stuff like you're always in a dark room and it's all you're always in like an old rundown factory or something because that was the easiest thing to make you just make a brown wall, throw some crap on it. And it's like, cool, you're in an old factory. <laughs> it's like that, but for making stuff for haunts, right? It's just like, just make it brown and gross. And in the dark, it's going to it's gonna look good. You did it. <laughs> so do you guys, because I, I, I hear and I agree with like 99.9% of what we're saying right now. However, you guys are also known to recreate some extremely popular characters and not once have I ever seen one of your characters and go, you know, that that doesn't look like the other mother from Coraline or "Ah, that doesn't, it's always so spot on. That's gotta be extremely intimidating when you first started saying, Hey, we're going to do a licensed character for this rebuild. Right. Do we tell them the secret? What's the secret? Tell me the secret. Before we unveil the secrets of success with Wicked Makers, we have a special announcement for all you Halloween enthusiasts out there. Trick or Trio is not just a podcast. It's a community of fellow haunters, horror lovers, and Halloween fanatics. If you've been enjoying our spine-chilling episodes and want to ensure that eerie tales keep coming, we have a way to get you involved. Head over to trickrtrio.buzzsprout.com to catch up on every episode you might have missed. You can also become a crucial part of our haunted family by pledging a monthly donation. Your support will help keep the Trick Our Trio podcast strong, ensuring we can bring you more riveting guests, spine-tingling stories, and Halloween delights. So don't be a ghost listener. Join the Trick Our Trio community today. Visit trickrtrio.buzzsprout.com. I don't know. Do we tell the world our secret here? Our, our, you don't know our secret. Maybe you, it's not a you secret. Should, you should tell them then. <laughs> It's so um, secret she doesn't even know. <laughs> it so yes, it's intimidating in a good fun way to try to match an existing IP or character or somebody that a character that people love and have grown up like they're going to have expectations, right? But it's also 
a, it, it's, it's a guidebook. It's a roadmap. It's, we know exactly what we have to do because it's right there. Right. It's not like, oh man, what color hair is it going to have? What's the skin going to look like? How big is the nose? What kind of teeth? Are they sharp? Are they flat? Are they brown? Are they white? Is there, you know what I mean? Like when you design your own thing, there's a billion questions to answer and you can go in any conceivable direction. But when you are working on a licensed character, you're trying to recreate something. It's just, you have the concept art and you have the animation and you have the roadmap and you have this clear idea of what it should do. And that can be more difficult to create make making wise technically yeah technically but creatively it's almost easier because you're just like cool i don't have to make choices i just need to make it look like that right i never thought of it that way because i got even behind you right now we can see a couple of your the heads of your projects back there (laughs) and uh you know it it's i never thought of it like oh you have almost especially with the internet unlimited amount of source material Mm -hmm. so you can probably Mm -hmm. find 45 different angles exactly yeah. that's exactly right i yeah. never thought and like with, like with huggy wuggy talented artists have already created these characters right and that's why you love them in the first place because somebody really good at this made them right and they've made choices right like what is the texture of huggy wuggy's mouth well it looks like a balloon right if you look at it up close it, it look it almost looks like a balloon animal type type shape so so our task is like how the heck do we make it look like a balloon like i don't like and, and we're, we're trying different paint textures and we're trying different materials. And so instead of deciding what should the texture be, it becomes a question of how do we recreate this texture uh, and then do it in a way where we can show people how, how it works and have it make sense. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's parts that are harder and there's parts that are easier. Uh, and, and it's, it's kind of a wash. <laughs> What's your favorite prop that you guys have made? Man, there's a lot. That's such a hard question. I know. I mean, Springtrap is like our most epic prop that we've made. He's he he still gets to live in our garage in our shop, whereas most of the other ones, either their heads have been taken off or, you know, they're in our shed. But he gets to stay there because he's just he's he's big and he's cool. And like, and I, I just love him. Love yeah, how he turned he, out. He, he legit that. That spring trap video, you know, you you sometimes watch a video and you're like, okay, let's see how this is really going to turn out, right? And I don't think anybody's ever been disappointed with how you guys do it. And that's probably a huge piece to your success. You guys are both extremely creative. But with spring trap, I'm like, how? How are, how are they going? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, doing, doing like, uh, uh, you know, Huggy Wuggy, for instance, a lot of that's fur and what? No, you have to have the the holes in the outfit and that thing came out looking like it was licensed. (laughs) Like it looked, it does not look like somebody made that thing. It looks like it was produced by a multi-million dollar company. It's just, uh, you know, I'm kind of going on a tangent of how much I loved that, that particular build that you guys did, but it's, uh, probably, I think one of my favorite videos that you guys have done. And I'm not even a, a five nights at Freddy's fan. Like for me, you know, that's well, something that, my kids yeah. do, you know? No, that's mm-hmm. cool. That, that's good yeah, to hear. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I guess I, I think I agree from like a accomplishment kind of standpoint. Like, holy moly, we did it. You know, because if you watch the video, it was not like we don't. It was a struggle. <laughs> we don't manufacture drama. Right. That is a YouTube thing. And I don't fault anyone for doing it because it's part of the game. But we we don't because we get plenty of drama naturally things go wrong all the time and that spring trap project was a disaster for like most of it we were supposed to do two or three videos in october this year we didn't because of spring trap uh because it was just a total nightmare but it worked but that but that's really what makes it special is we didn't give up and throw it in the trash and get frustrated like we we got very frustrated but we (laughs) we pushed through and and it sounds corny but like we just kept going and, and, and going and going and going. And we we're like, we got to do this. The movie's coming out at the end of the month. Like, you know, it's Halloween. We can't just not do a video in October. Like there was this pressure and we just got it done. And that made it so much more special uh, when, when it actually worked. So that, so that I think is like, I, I agree. I, I think that's probably 
like our, our piece de resistance so far. So yeah, so far. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I also really liked Huggy Wuggy because I personally like making our own stuff. I like our own an- internals. Yeah. yeah. Like I like the idea of, of our designing it from scratch, even if, you know, it's probably going to be more limited than what like a, a factory and a, and a team of like extremely experienced mechanical and electrical engineers can make. Right. It's just us trying stuff with PVC pipes, but I just love it. I, I just, I love the tinkering. I love the figuring out the motors and, and all that stuff. So I really liked Huggy Wuggy pointing. Where is he? There He's he is. there. Uh, <laughs> now, just doing a thumbs up. You make a prop, you know, you've got it all set. You know what you're doing now. Do you think you would ever like sell something like that? I hope like, so. Like sell the actual props or like create that uh, or to sell. creating new stuff, whatever. I don't know if we'll ever actually sell the ones that we make for film um, for their, not for film, but for our videos um, inside. Sometimes they don't last the longest because <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, it's just made out of stuff from our house, right. but <laughs> so like we have like a machine shop. And, we don't, we don't know. have to worry about like building it well enough. Yeah, quality control. Yes. That. And like, like, Oh, you're going to throw this on a FedEx truck you know you know and ship it and have some guy like tossing it <laughs> you know and then like some like our, you know they work for the videos but they don't work yeah. I don't know, they work they work for us because we can few seasons we can yeah. take them out you know every halloween and like do a little repair work and stuff like that yeah it's almost like you know the nuances of that particular prop that you built exactly. because you put it together so yeah, you like know, know okay the wires work great if they touch this way <laughs> yes, but if they go that way exactly right. <laughs> You know, like a great example is we made the uh, the Pennywise spider, which I know, you know, Savannah, you're a big fan of that one. Yeah. Um, but that thing is is a mess. Like we, we took it out uh, this this last season and like all the legs have fallen apart and because we didn't like use the right PVC glue. So like we stored it in the shed and there was and too much hot glue that we used like, and <laughs> just stuff like that. So, yeah. Um. So so we we're going to have I don't know, I want to have like a museum someday of like all these cool animatronics. That'd be you awesome. Know? And you can always swing by our haunt in the fall and see them too. But um, but also, I think I would love to eventually like down the road, design our own animatronics that that we could, you know, potentially sell um, whether that's, you know, licensed characters or, or not unclear. But that would just be super cool. Right. Yeah, to take it to that definitely. next level. Mm-hmm. And um, right now we're just having fun learning, learning how to make them and and um, showing you guys what we learn along the way. <laughs> do you guys, I know that you guys do all of the, the making of the actual item, but do you, are you also the ones that are editing everything yourselves? Do you write a script or do you just freestyle it when you go out there? Or do you have a, a, a couple folks behind the scenes that help you out? How do you guys go about that? Jay is our editor. So yes, we we so far edit everything ourselves. Um, we will try and script out the first minute, I think, like our intro. Um, but after that, it's just kind of all freestyle. <laughs> um, it's like... Uh, it's plan. It's rough outlined. <laughs> yeah, like we know what we're going to try to accomplish in a shot, but we don't know what we're going to say most of the time. It, I don't know. It's like a hybrid, I guess. It's like, it, it's kind of like, um, almost like documentary style, maybe where like when the camera rolls, we know why it's rolling, but not what we're going to say mm-hmm. specifically. Right. Um, and then, and, yeah, uh, we make all them, we make all our thumbnails. Um, that's usually Jay and I together working on those. And we, we did we, technically just bring on our first intern. Oh, cool. Uh, who's working a couple of days a week to help us with like random, you know, cutting and painting and things like that. Uh, but that's brand new, like up, up until about a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> We've, wow. There's, it's just been us uh, the whole time, which uh, as you can imagine limits us, uh, you know, especially with having only... kids and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, so when... yeah, that's why we're only able to make a video every, you know, three, four weeks. Yeah. We would love to do more videos. We just can't. Like we're we're not really able to scale yet. I was just gonna say, how long does it take to like edit a video usually around for you guys? About a week. A do you like away. wait till you're completely done with a project, or do you start editing as like you're halfway through a project or whatever? You know, you're waiting for something to dry. You'll start a little bit of editing. 
or do you just wait till it's all done and then knock out all the editing at once? I think both methods have merit, especially under a time crunch. But personally, I like to wait till we're done or at least pretty close. Um, there's cases where like we will film what we hope is the intro and I will go edit that just to make sure we have something we like. Right. Cause there, in the, cause there's a lot of shots, especially when you're going to turn something into something else, you can't like rewind. Right. Cause yeah, right. destroyed the thing. So you kind of have to make sure you've got it and that you're happy with it. Uh, so maybe I'll do like a rough cut of the intro, for example, but by and large, I, I try to wait till we're done or really, really close to done. Um, but then we're always not done. We always end up going back and doing some pickup shots and like maybe some VO or, you know, getting some extra close-ups of like a couple little parts or something. Or like our end beauty shots. I feel like we'll always shoot those like the day before the video comes out. Yeah. <laughs> you just rush to the toss them in there. And... You, you guys, you wouldn't even believe us if we told you how, like there's, if a video comes out at like 3 PM, we finished it at 2:45. Like right. it's, there is there. no, oh, yeah. there is absolutely no padding. Like we're, we're scrambling. And then often we're still editing the thumbnail. Like the videos already come out and I'm like still frantically like, fixing yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's I'm uh, do- we're not proud of that. It's, it's not, not ideal. I'm doing a challenge with a couple of my buddies this year where we have to upload a vi- one video per week. And uh, we've definitely but me and uh, my friend Ryan's doing you, it with me. Um, we've wild. been at that, you know, late night grinding out the last edits, stuff like that, just to get it uploaded in time. They actually have a bet that if they miss a week, they have to like do a crazy hair, hair permanent yeah. hairstyle. <laughs> and uh, they wow. asked me to get in on it. And I'm like, yeah, no, not going to do that. I might wait two months before I put out another video. I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing. Right. But if yeah. he loses with the clown stuff, you know, he could have like a clown Afro diet, like a rainbow hair. Yeah, you know? no. <laughs> no, not not your. I, I think it would work. I think it would work. I, I don't. <laughs> I, still, I I still have like, uh, you know, I have my wife and I, we we do the podcast. We do YouTube. We've been doing daily shorts, not not really shorts, but daily videos lately of animatronic backstories. And we also both have nine to five jobs and. We have five kids and three dogs and four cats. So it's like, I'm not going to house there. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to rush to try to get something out on Sunday. Um, you know, like these, these young bucks can do because, you know, they got the, the, uh, the ease of not having so many responsibilities, but See, more I, power to them. You know, I work in yeah. an ice cream shop in the middle of the winter, so I could get editing done there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's it works. Great. That's 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 good. I, you know, I think there's a school of thought where if you are, I let me let me start over. We have the unique experience of having done other video stuff in our past lives, right? And and we don't take that for granted. Like I knew I've been editing video since I was 15 years old, right? Like I, I, I just know how to do it, and I have a lot of practice, right? So I'm comfortable doing that. And Jamie went to art school and worked in marketing. Like we have built up a bunch of skills that we're we're lucky to be able to use. Uh, So that has helped tremendously when we go to YouTube and and are trying to make, make videos. If you don't have that experience, then, then making lots and lots of videos is a great idea because that's how you can get that experience. Right. But we're at a point where we're like, shoot, (laughs) like we, we, you know, we, when we decided to go full-time on YouTube, we're like, can we get away with only making 11 videos a year and still be full-time? That doesn't sound like a good idea, but let's try it. And, uh, one thing that we've discovered is that it can work pretty well. And so we, we definitely have like a quality over quantity approach, uh, and, and a lot of it is not even necessarily the video production. It's just the projects are big. And that's like, right. you know, we've, we've had talks about how do we make smaller things <laughs> so we can make, <laughs> make, make, but instead we just keep making them bigger and bigger yeah. projects. Yeah. You don't, you don't know fish. how to scale down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's a problem. Um, but I, but I, you know, I think making loads of videos is cool. Like if every, you know, every time you make a video, try it, try to make it a little better than the last one, whether that's you readjusted the microphone audio. So it sounds better. You know, you learned a new editing trick. Maybe you found a camera setting you'd never used before, right. Or whatever, you know, there's a billion things and you can 
get 1% better at, at any one of them on each video. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a good use of your time, I think. For, for me, and I don't want to speak on Tyler's behalf because he's actually a, a little bit more knowledge savvy than I am. But when I edit my videos, because I do pretty much like 99% of, of my editing, my wife will, will do some, uh, some editing as well. But for me, it's like, I know what I want something to do. If I don't know how to do it, I'm just clicking around to figure out how to. So there's sometimes I'll have a whole segment of an animated figure walking away. And I'm literally going frame by frame by frame and cutting his arm and moving it and cutting his arm and moving. Good. And it will take four, four to four and a half hours for about a 10 second shot that nobody probably notices but me. But, you know, I, I do feel like it's there, there's some beauty in that, that, you know, the YouTube is still kind of the wild west in certain ways where it's just like, hey, whatever it gets done for you, then do it. You know what I mean? Nothing, nothing to yeah. it but to do it, man. Yep. Yeah. Did you guys have I know that you, you had talked about editing videos since uh, you were a teenager. And Jamie, I know that you had worked at um, um, at Rooster Teeth. But did you guys ever have a channel to your own before Wicked Makers? A YouTube channel. Mm-mm. Yeah. So this was like your first venture. Hey, let's go out there and let's let's knock it out the park on our first try. Yeah. Well, you make yeah, it sound I mean... like our first video was this massive. Like <laughs> we've been doing. We, you know, Wicked Makers has been. We just had our five, six year. No. Like I don't know, five or six year. I should probably know this. I don't know. <laughs> like a lot of years, you guys. It's all the epoxy that yeah. you're, you're breathing yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right. But the point is, obviously, that it's been a long time to figure out how to do this. And and yes, it's doing so well right now. And we're so thankful for that. But it's it's not it was not a get lucky thing. Like right. we, we spend we like 18 hours a day every single day talking about YouTube. Yeah, we think about better. nothing but YouTube. <laughs> and it's like our days are spent, you know, doing projects and coming up with new ideas and editing, like all the different parts of it is just very much all consuming. But we were both lucky enough that we have, you know, so many skills in our backgrounds, individual backgrounds that came together, sorry, to make, you know, to make us give us, I guess, a leg up when we got to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then to your point, uh, Sven, about, you know, if you, if we don't know how to do something just like in the videos, like that's not fake. Like that's how we are about literally everything. Like, Hey, I need to use this uh, 3d printing thing that I've never seen before. So I'm going to spend the next few days just like clicking my way through it and figuring it out. And that, I don't know, that's just how my brain works. And that basically translates to every aspect of, of YouTube as well. Like we taught ourselves analytics and how to read them and, and how to, how to make titles, you know, you want to make a good YouTube title, you got to go study like there's all these people out there who are like experts in it and you can find them and you can study their their stuff and and understanding like what why does that even matter in the first place? Like why is a title important? It's actually extremely important. The title and thumbnail are like more important than the video itself. Right. And like you know because you could make the greatest video the world has ever seen but if nobody clicks on it, it's irrelevant because the, the world will never know it existed, right? So right. it's like it's almost like you're your marketing of the video is like equally or more important than the video itself, which sounds really weird, but it's unfortunately. A no, it's, it's like a, it's like a ballroom dance. You know, you have to have, uh, uh, you have to have it visible for people to be able to watch. And then once they start watching it, they have to enjoy what they're watching. Yes. Right. So yeah. it's, they're equally, equally as important. I had noticed with you guys that it, it seemed like you had done a lot of planning straight from the get, because I know, I don't know if it was the first video or the second video, but you, you had like the Wicked Makers logo pretty much from the, from the jump, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Before we launched the channel, we spent a long time. We had our website already built. We had our logo designed. We had, you know, our, our, we had everything planned out. We were very, the both, the way both of us work is it, everything has to be put together like perfectly before it goes out. And so before we launched the channel, I think our first video took like three months to make. (laughs) That's because I recut it like five times. Like I just, I started and I, and I, yeah, it took a, it took a long time, which I, um, 
I also recommend that, you know, for, for someone like, I don't know, there, there's all these schools of thought and none of them are wrong. It's just, there's a little bit of, I agree with a, a little bit of everything, but you know, there, we, we shot the video and then we edited the video and then I kind of went, eh, I don't, I don't know. I, it's like, <laughs> you know, so you I made your own worst again. critic, right? We just did it again. And like, we didn't release the video and then we just did it again. And I think there's a, there's a, there's a very important part of making stuff where you can't like go for perfection, right? You got to be perfection is the enemy of progress. You got to just go. And, and sometimes it probably in hindsight probably would have been better off just releasing the video and focusing on the next one, but we didn't, we remade it and then remade it again. <laughs> and then like just kept going until we went, okay, cool. Like this represents our, our abilities, you know, that, that was, that was important to us. Cause, cause we were like, we do know how to do some of this stuff. I want the video to make it seem like we do. Uh, but it yeah, it all like, worked out in the end. It did. Yeah, sort of. I mean, it took, you know, it took years. Like I said, I, I think the biggest lesson that we learned since we started was that you got to focus on something. And fo- for us, that meant focusing on spooky stuff. Right. And it's not always necessarily what you want to do. Right. Like I kind of want to be in the shop, like working on Arduinos and like motors and technical stuff and 3D printing, like all the time. Right. But so it's but it's not just about what I want to do. It's about what what do we want to produce for for the audience and for people who want who want to watch this stuff. And it's finding the uh, the blend of those two things. Right. The, the overlap. Um, and when we decided to, like, finally focus like that, that was enormously helpful for uh, for the channel, but also for us creatively. Because instead of going in any conceivable direction, it was like, no, like this is, we need to pick, pick ideas in this one little track. And, and that, that was good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy to think a, a, about that because, um, you know, I think that especially when people first get started making content, it's almost as if, Hey, this trend is popular. So I want to do this type of video. This trend is popular there's ways to put those trends into the content that your audience wants to make. Like for instance, you guys knew the, the five nights at Freddy's movie was coming out. Okay. Well, how can we incorporate that into what we already do as opposed to, you know, the, the 99.9% of other channels that had some kind of five nights at Freddy's content. Yours stands out because you're, you're tying that in with what at the end of the day, your baseline is and your baseline is making really cool stuff. So it, it's interesting mm-hmm. to think of it the the way that you just worded it, because I think with a lot of YouTubers, when they first start out, like, like I said, for me, it was an accident, right? It was, Hey, uh, here's some Halloween stuff I got showing someone on Facebook and then, Oh crap, I got a channel. Right. Um, it, it was a bit different for me. And with that in my process, and I, you know, I know that Tyler, he doesn't go through it as much, but he also goes through it as well. And I wanted to ask you guys about this. There's times where I, I love making content, but there's times where the process for me is like, uh, almost just overwhelming. You know, it's like, Oh my gosh, I have to get something out by this time. I have to get something out by this time. And, and I, but I don't want to cut corners on the quality. Um, you guys seem to have a really good balance with that. Like you said, you wanted to do multiple videos in October, but you weren't able to. So, Hey, let's just put all of our eggs in one basket with this one video and make sure that the quality of it was phenomenal. Right. Um, with that, like your day to day life, other than doing your YouTube stuff, we know that you both are, 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 uh, parents, are you guys still doing the rock climbing? Are you guys still doing the stuff where you take a pause away from, from being wicked makers and just going back to being Jamie and Jay going deep, man. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) most do, right? 99% is yeah. Split between wicked makers and parenting. (laughs) I think in, um, we, we definitely got burnt out a little bit after this last season. Um, so you notice we didn't put a video out in December. Um, so we used that month to kind of relax and um, refresh and, you know, recharge, recharge. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, One of those are word. words. Um, yeah, we, d- we do not have a good balance to, to directly answer your question. 
and it's something we're constantly working on. Uh, and, and, and I think part of it is, you know, our kids are very young and they, you know, any, anybody out there who's a parent understands, right? Like you, you give almost everything you have to your kids. Yep. Uh, and then what's left goes to the business. And then what's left after that is, is, is sleep. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> if you can get it <laughs> and uh oh we no we make time to play D. we yes, do that yes. that is the okay, one so you guys are still into D. yeah yes. oh man yeah but we didn't for a long time and that's that's kind of what we get so we <laughs> we used to have a D stream like we like it, it is one of our favorite things to do is play D and uh and then covid happened which which kind of made it impossible to do it in person for a while and we kind of said okay like we're really struggling with time management. Like we got to cut that out. Like, unfortunately, cause it's a big time sink. It's, it's a playing, playing Dungeons and Dragons is, is a big commitment. And well, it's not a 20 you, minute game. DM. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I'm, I'm usually the dungeon master, which means I've got another eight hours of planning the game ahead of the, the three or four hour <laughs> game once a week, which um, is a lot is, is a lot of time for us. So, so we stopped for a long time, but this, I don't know, maybe like three months ago, we started playing again. And that was like a big deal for us because we're like, oh, yeah. we, we like made time. We did it. We, we were doing something. And uh, so, so I'm proud of that. Um, but no, we haven't gone rock climbing in like two years, at least. Or hiking. We used to go hiking all the time. But I think that's more because, you know, where we live. Uh, yeah, so. it's more. Yeah. Yeah. There's the hiking is not as great here. Well, Texas. you guys are in, in South Texas, right? We're in Austin. Yeah. Okay. So it's not super hilly and out there. No, I mean, technically we're in hill country, but it's like four foot hills. It's like, you know, we're in anthill country. (laughs) (laughs) I went to Texas for the first time uh, over the summer this year and it is flat there. Like that was one of the big things like Jersey. There's so many hills around and stuff. But and you, yeah, and and it's hot. It's it's I don't know. Not to make excuses, <laughs> but but it's like sure. it's just I don't know. It's it's uh it's different than Southern California. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it but it also has its charms. There's there's a lot we we really like about here. But um, but yeah, you know we we we're trying. Like it's it, it you know when you run your own business, and that's not just a YouTube thing. Like anybody who's an entrepreneur, like you kind of gotta put it all in. You gotta go all in, yeah. or or it's you know you you might. It might or it's work. a hobby. Yeah. And, and you might do okay when you're not putting it all in, but you'll, you know, sometimes you just, it, it takes a lot. <laughs> it, it takes a lot of time. And, uh, and I think, you know, you mentioned uh, earlier, like we're trying to hire on some help for the first time. You know, we got, we got an intern, which is, which is cool. We're, we started, uh, so we started paying somebody to help us do things. And that's a new thing for us. Like just, figuring out how to do that. And, and, um, you know, like, do we, do we want to hire an editor for example, uh, so that I can have that week back? Um, do we want to bring on people to help us make stuff, et cetera, et cetera, so that we can slowly recapture some, uh, some life. <laughs> well, I will say if you do have folks help you make stuff, just make sure that the core is still you too, because, the dynamic that you two have is infectious. My wife and I watch your channel all of the time. Um, I think that that's one thing I, you know, and, and not to, please don't take it the wrong way, but I don't think that this would be as successful if it was the Jay show or the Jamie show, right? You guys complement each other perfectly. And there's times where it's like, Hey, she's going to do that. He's going to do that. And if it was the other way, it probably wouldn't work. Nope. Right. Like it, it works. You, your, your, your dynamic is just, it's beautiful. It's inspiring. Um, and so please, it's crazy because we that. don't even like each other. It's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for the cameras. It's just for the cameras. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's <laughs> a Hollywood thing. It was. A- <laughs> no, it is great. It's, we're able to motivate each other if one of us gets frustrated and we're able to fill in skill gaps when, you know, someone doesn't know how to do something and we have, you know, the things that we do best and or enjoy doing more. And, you know, I'm able to do a lot of, you know, the painting and leave some of that engineering stuff to Jay. And it's, it's worked out really well. And we learn from each other constantly too. Like, um, you know, I, I, I could probably paint a tombstone today 
I could not paint a tombstone when we started. There's no way. Like I, I, I would have been speaking to myself in my earlier thing about, about tombstone, you know, and, and, and so she's taught me uh, how to paint and, and given me confidence to try that stuff. And, you know, we, we, we share our skills quite a bit in addition to, to, to them complimenting each other. So yeah, it works pretty well and I hope it continues to, to do so. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I would, I would imagine that that would be your, your hope. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it didn't work well. <laughs> now you guys also, you, 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 I saw a couple times on your Patreon that you ask for your patrons, um, some of the stuff that they'd like to see from you guys as well. Right. It, so this is not, I know that with your community and, and Jay, you're on your discord, uh, pretty often, you're really involved with the folks that are subbed into your channel and, and, you know, that's another thing that's pretty inspiring is to see how much you guys get involved with bouncing ideas off of, off of some of your Patreons or, or some of the folks on your discord. You know, I guess I don't know if it's a marketing thing or if it's just, hey, it's one of those things nowadays that you just, you know, I'm online anyway. Let me talk with these folks about some of the things we have in common. But how did you decide to, to you know, kind of allow yourself to be a bit more open than some some YouTubers, air quotes, YouTubers allow themselves to do? I'd say a couple of years ago, we just we made the decision that we really wanted to focus on building up a community around the channel. So we. We started up the Facebook group and the Discord and just creating places where people can come and interact and talk to each other and talk to us and we can talk to them and providing those spaces. I think I enjoy it, which helps a lot. Like I, I love talking to people and especially about this kind of stuff. And and also I think anybody who does content creation understands that it's very like you're, you're by yourself all the time. You know, we are so lucky to have each other to, to bounce ideas off of because most people are just doing it solo and you don't have that soundboard. You don't have that, that community or person to, to bounce ideas off of. And it's, and it's a hundred times harder, you, you know, like if you got to go find people to, to talk to and whether that's about painting or programming or making YouTube videos, like you got to find your tribe, you know, you got to go find people who, who are into the same stuff, who you can learn with. And so, so I, so I just really enjoy that part of it in general. And I th- I would say a couple of years ago when it started to become clear that people were like genuinely getting a lot of value out of our content, it wasn't just like this cool thing. It was like, oh, wow. Like people are like, we're meeting people and, and they're like telling us they went and got jobs because they got started, you know, learning stuff on it, like actually helping people improve their lives and learn, learn cool stuff. I don't know. We kind of, yeah, we doubled down on it all and we said, okay, let's like, let's really lean hard into this and try to create a place where not just you can learn stuff, but where you can be, where it's cool to fail. I, and and I, this is the most important part because there's a million, if you've been on the internet a long time, there's a lot of mean people on on the internet and it's not always the great, you know, you can't just pop into a random forum or a random group or, or discord and be like, Hey, like, how do I get started doing a thing? Cause people will just tear you down. Why didn't you Google it? And blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like we wanted to have a place where nobody's like, that, you know, or, or as best as we could do, like a place where you could, uh, where it's okay to be totally new at something. It's okay to ask dumb questions. It's okay to talk about your screw ups and, Hey, I am perfectly aware that I was supposed to do this, but I didn't because of reasons. And now I'm in this horrible situation. Instead of tearing you down, we're going to help you get back up to, to where you were, you know? And, uh, and that's, you know, I don't know if we've perfectly achieved it, but that's what we're after, right? We want to have a community that's going to support each other and, and be open to that side of, I don't know, discussion. You know what I'm saying? Does that make any yeah. sense? No, it, it, it does. So like one thing that, um, Tyler does and, and I do is we have this whole anytime that I go live we do a, a live usually about twice a month and um, I end the, every single live the same way and it's it says hey if you see bullying or you're a bully like stop because it doesn't make you look cool 
And that one little message that I said one time on a live, we have a PO box where uh, what the psychotic circus of Savannah fans, we call them carnies where they send us fan mail. And we have up in our other studio, literally a, it's like a 10 foot wall that is just plastered with letters and drawings from people older than me down to, I think one of those drawings, Amy is like a three or four year old of kids that are drawing stuff from our channel or saying bullies suck. And sometimes people will send letters to Amy and I and say, Hey, you know, I'm going through this and I, I wish that my parents were you guys and stuff like that, where it's like, it, it got a bit deeper than I really expected it to get, but it turned into this whole, like almost like a safe haven of certain, um, certain people of all ages that, feel like, Hey, you know what? I'm okay to be myself on these lives. If it's only twice a month, I can be myself. I can say things that are dorky. I can talk about dumb stuff. I can be silly. I can be this, I can be that. And I don't think that there's enough people, especially in the haunt community, but just in the YouTube community in general, that really have something like that, that you guys have, have been able to accomplish Which as is, well. You know, the, the weird irony of that is that we're all outcasts, man. We're all like, we're, you know, we're not going to the baseball game or, or whatever. No, if you like baseball, good for you. We're going to the haunted house, dude. All the people you that know, like baseball have just unsubscribed. Just, yeah. <laughs> sorry sorry to, to the, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we don't, yeah, we like all got our own stuff. quirks. We like right. scary things and right. horror movies and punk rock and metal and like just crazy stuff. Right. Like we we're already the outcasts. We got to support each other, man. And like, you know, and, it's it's super, I'm glad that you that you have that message because it's really important, you know, and it does help people and it does change their lives. And, you know, for us, we try to do that through making things right through creativity and, and through like helping you feel more confident in, your, in yourself and in your life by just creating cool stuff that that makes you feel good, you know, but it's important in every aspect of, of your life, you know, to to not. To, to treat other people with respect and, uh, and, and to be courteous and to just be a good person in general. So I, I, at least for me, Tyler, I'm not sure about you, but I do have one, uh, final question. And, uh, for me, it is going to cause someone in this group to feel like an outcast. So I was, I was, I was waiting for that. You have a choice and it might be different from each other. It might be different from your kids, but if you had, Velveeta shells and cheese or Kraft macaroni and cheese? Which oh, one easy. are you choosing? It's so easy for me. Velveeta's got the the actual like cheese in a not powder cheese. Yeah. So yeah, that's the like one. Sauce. Yeah, yeah, that one. It feels more real. Yeah, the other one can't even hold a candle to Velveeta. Velveeta is it's not even <laughs> it's not it's and it's not even close, Tyler. <laughs> Not, it's not, they're not even in the, it's not. He left, he's gone. We've already lost one member, now we're losing a second. Thanks for the show now, Savannah. He's going to make a box right now is what it is, the blue box. He was adamant that Kraft was better. And then I found out just today that he has actually never had Velveeta shells and cheese. Oh, well. Okay. (laughs) Send you a box. Right. (laughs) I I know what you're getting for your birthday now. You're going to fall in love with it. You know what, though? I will will say, just for a little redemption, our daughter, who is three, won't eat Velveeta, but she'll she'll eat the heck out of those other boxes. So maybe it's just a kid's thing. Maybe it's a kid's yeah. Thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe, Tyler, you're you know, not a kid though. <laughs> you're not. You're not a kid. But uh, maybe, maybe it's an acquired taste. I don't know. I've never had Velveeta. That's a big thing. I, I can't really compare it. But he was ready to so. die on that ant hill. <laughs> just don't come to Texas. No hills out here to die on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much you guys so much. make sure Definitely. that you uh, to everybody out there listening make sure you check out wicked makers if you haven't already wonderful wonderful youtube channel we're, we're everywhere our main thing is youtube if you if you've never seen us before then please please check out what we do it's pretty cool uh it's really so cool. youtube youtube.com slash wicked makers um but we're also on tiktok and instagram and stuff and and if you want to hang out with us we're on discord yeah. and there's a pretty cool fun. facebook group yeah if face we have both because some you know I find there's not a lot of overlap. Like you're kind of mm-hmm. in the face, you're in the Facebook crowd or you're in the discord crowd. And 
Uh, and, and so we have both and, and the communities are awesome on both sides. So swing by and, and show us a picture of uh, what you made. I will tell you it's cool. And not to stay wicked. Stay wicked. <laughs> stay wicked. <laughs> As the shadows lengthen and the moon casts an eerie glow, we bid you farewell. The night may be over, but the mysteries endure, waiting to be unraveled in the episodes that follow. Until then, embrace the darkness of the trick. Our trio. <laughs>